We are back again, made an A to Z, feels good, and uh, this sticks out in, uh, I guess, a weird way, because it doesn't really stick out. It's me and, yeah, me, Jonathan, and Eric. Yeah, just two of us. <laughs> yeah, and I realized we haven't done this. This is the 19th of February, speaking like, uh, you know, broadcast language, and uh, it's actually the, the 9th. But uh, 19th of February is when you're listening, and we haven't yeah. released a, a duo episode since the 1st of January, the first, first, when, you know, we've been in good company all through this year so far, right? Well, definitely. I mean, I think that initially we thought, you know, we, I, I didn't doubt it'd be easy to get guests for this, but I didn't know we'd have so many great guests this early on. Uh, we, it's sort of very much, as they say, an, uh, an embarrassment of riches, as they say, we just had like so many great people wanted to be on this and, you know, we have a lot of other cool stuff lined up. So it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been really cool. But that's also why, I, like, this is the first time, like we said, that you've just been to us for yeah. quite a while. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It feels pretty good. It's like being back in the HQ in a way, you know, after being on a cooperative field mission. And exactly. We yeah, come yeah, back yeah, yeah. and uh, we gather the details, look at the maps, put the exactly. replace the the needles and the dots, you know, which is cool. <laughs> and uh, we're in for a pretty cool episode as well. It's like, uh, yeah, kind of, uh, no, I wouldn't say clash of the Titans because we're not putting them in a versus situation here, but we've got two pretty big, uh, oh, not opening tracks, two pretty big, uh, title, T title, tracks. title tracks, yeah. yeah, title tracks of, of late era made. And I've been kind of psyched for this episode, uh, pretty much since we started or since I figured yeah. out, or we figured out that they'd come in together. And actually there's a connection between them kind of that I just now figured out and I didn't, and I, Ooh. that's kind of fun. And I didn't, I didn't, um, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not that big a, it's not nothing, you know, earth shattering, but I didn't reflect on this before, but we'll get to that at some point here. Cool. Um, the two songs obviously are, well, uh, we're first up we have, uh, if I've, if my, if I'm thinking correctly, it's going to be, uh, the title track off the latest studio album, The Book of Souls, is yes. first up here. Correct. Yes. Which I like. I like that order because we're now actually opening The Book of Souls, you know. It, you indeed, we are. This is, uh, we haven't touched on Seven Sun yet. We haven't touched on Peace of Mind yet. And we haven't touched on A Matter of Life and Death yet. But I think that's about it. And yeah, the first, the first record uh, that's self titled, we haven't touched on. But really, have not, 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 that's right. I guess we no, haven't. No, yeah, that's, that's right. true. So that, that, that's huh. it for now. But uh, now we're opening the Book of Souls, and that feels pretty yes. pretty cool to me. Yeah, the new album. You know, to me the well, brand I was new just, album. I was just about to say it. It is the new album. It it came out five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's five years old. But you know, still, it is the new Iron Maiden album, and it was yeah. Uh, at the moment, uh, I mean, it was a big deal when it came out. I think um, the obvious reasons could be double album or you know. Uh, uh, 18 minute song or something like that something i guess a superficial or or a numeral value but for me it was I mean, not it, that yeah. you know for me it was more 
this feels like a tight concept. Uh, I like that the old school logo is back. I, I'm into that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, th that I really liked. And uh, I like the front. It kind of reminds you a little bit of uh, Iron Maiden self-titled, right? Uh, straight to the face. I'd say, yeah, I didn't, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's also like, I, I think I mentioned this before. I think that as far as cover art goes and the 2000s, besides the, the album Brave New World, this is the best cover art they've had. Uh, yeah, on that point. I think it's the best since... Uh, uh, the best album artwork since Seventh Son for me, actually. Is that, is that all right? Well, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. For, yeah. At least for studio albums, because I'm not messing with live albums in my head right now. But I think yeah, altogether, yeah. actually, it's my favorite since since Seventh Son. And uh, I, I, I do I like, really Brave, like New Brave New World. But I do like Brave New World. I'm with you yeah. on that one. But I think this is just maybe slightly more uh, visceral or uh, it has more grit to it, you know. And yeah. uh, as kind of does the sound. You know, I like to maybe discuss sound when we open up a new Maiden album in this podcast. Yeah. And uh, sound on this album, for me, it's a five plus. I love how it sounds. It sounds great. It sounds immense. Uh, but before we just one quickly, I just thought before we move on from the, the art, the artwork, I'd like to say, I think they did miss an opportunity here to uh, maybe do kind of like a, a sort of a sequel uh, artwork wise to power slave because it's pyramids again. And that's all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And you could have done something really cool with that. And uh, this is, I like what they did, but I think they could have done something. They could have done something more there. They, they I think they maybe m it was a missed opportunity, but that's just me. So that was my initial thought as well, that it maybe was too simplistic uh, that, uh, you know, I would have wanted it because it's no power slave, right? No, it's not. No, 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 but if you look in the inside of the, the art, if you look in inside the album, there's there's a lot of cool stuff there they could have gone with that might have been slightly more exciting. Yeah. Live chapter uh, is a little bit more um, colorful, if you will, you know, more happening yeah. on that one, but I wouldn't have, a, have preferred that as an album cover. I, I do like the kind of clean cover to it. And it, it, I think it's more of a grower than a shower, if you will. You know, it's, definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's become this uh, image that I'm very comfortable with. And that's not always the case with later Maiden, because, you know, obviously, having been into them way before this uh, millennia even started, no, not way before, but, you know, around that time, this yeah. is, uh, this is when new Maiden comes in, and this is a point I wanted for this episode too, for me, it's a process to accept it into the Maiden uh, bank inside my mind, you know? Yeah, um, well, that's sort of the same for me, because almost any band that I really, you know, like if I take my, like the big, my, you know, like top five bands or top whatever bands, especially Iron Maiden, who, who you know, whose material and whose catalog I know so well, it, it when there's all of a sudden, you know, from one day to another, from another, I, I, there's, you know, like an hour and a half of new music that I don't know yet. Yeah. And it's supposed to be Iron Maiden, you know? It's yeah. And I guess, you know, I mean, yeah. And it just kind of, it's very daunting to all of a sudden have all uh -huh. this new you know, it's uh, this new information to sort of, you know, uh, yes. process. Definitely a process, you know, and the band knows this. They, they've listened, to, oh, yeah. they've been fans of bands as well. So they know how it is that, okay, this album now is supposedly Iron Maiden, according to Iron Maiden. And then I, as a fan, have to accept that. And it's always a process. And I definitely yeah. had that with Book of Souls. Uh, I mean, uh, actually, I didn't even like it first time I heard it, I have to say. But I yeah. think I was overly critical. I think, you know... If a new Maiden album came out now, that I'm, I've been into this podding and I've been like growing this little Maiden network globally, you know, I think I have a more a different view on on what they release and what they are as a band. Whereas five years ago, it was just one of the bands I listened to, and I came in very critical, overly critical, I would say. 
partly because oh, it's maiden and partly because I didn't really have that kind of I didn't have too many people to discuss it with uh, you know it's different well, I, I I think I think it's good to not 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 on just on you know sheer like automatic routine just immediately sort of love something just because it's it's them uh I, I don't think that's what we do either we've never done that i mean like we discussed that and what one of the things i've really i um i really uh well so, someone actually mentioned this to me a while ago someone who was somewhat somewhat critical about the idea of you know do, doing this kind of podcast mm-hmm. it's like oh so you just guys talk how much you love iron maiden like well no but also there's there are bits we don't like yeah and that's because if, if you love something you have a very specific image in your head of what it's supposed to be. And that's why in some, I think even that's why when something new comes along for me, it has to fit into what I perceive it's supposed to be. And sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I had a little bit of that on the, um, initially I had that on some of the, when, when the matter of life and death first came out and there was a very, that, that sort of took a very big jump. There's certain things that I didn't quite get then. And it took a little while for me to get into it. Yeah. Um, there's certain stuff on this one too. They're kind of, you know, they're trying new things and I can, if you're very, you know, it takes a little while just to accept that's part of the picture now. Yeah. I've had it with every album since dance of death. That's the first yeah. one that, you know, and all they've all had this came into a very critical listener in me, you could say. And I mean, if we yeah. look at our guests, uh, Don Svane or Christian Niemann or, uh, Henry Kiwanson, uh, or Eric yeah. Arke, they've all had their faces, right? I guess Eric would yeah. be the most kind of, uh, wide listener out of those and the youngest as well so you know it's he's also the most current i think because he's he's still kind of you know he's sort of still up with what they're doing these days not that the other guys i know henrik you know still listens to all the stuff but his his you know his glory days or his his dream period of the band is you know that, that you know which you know well we talked about this before it's yeah. it, you know he hasn't really he's, he's not a huge fan of the 2000 stuff no you can tell when when asking him which episodes he wants to join that normally it would be 90s i think he's most interested in 90s and then he's most like familiar with 80s as many are so yeah yeah he likes the 90s and 80s stuff uh, mainly i would say but you never know you know we, we're gonna come in left field at one point i, I do think definitely yeah and with eric yeah he, he he even addressed when he heard speed of light right it's a new yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a new song. I needed this. This is Iron Maiden, and yeah. I like that that attitude. You know, I think I would be more with that attitude when the next album comes around. Like, I really need New Maiden. I'm not going to be that critical at first. I'm going to form my opinions for, for sure. But first, listen. I think I'm just going to soak into it. You know, enjoy hearing the clanking yeah. bass. It's like, ah, oh, it's like home. You know. And then, we, then we have uh, Mr. Don Svalner, who is very specific. <laughs> Super <Which> specific. <laughs> I mean, that's fun, right? I mean, also that's, another, that's what, yeah. another one of my favorite episodes. Maybe it's no, no surprise, but the apparition and the assassin. I really enjoyed that making that one, and even listening. Yeah, back because to it, you it's know. fun. Just yeah. So it's not like a show where we always talk about how amazing our maiden are, but no, obviously no. it will happen time and time again because mm. they are. Yeah. Well, also, it's at the end of the day, we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast right. if we didn't if we didn't enjoy the band. Exactly, exactly. Because that that'd be fucking insane to spend yeah four years doing something you're not a fan of. Yeah, but I mean, then again, uh, opinions differ, and uh, that's why it could be interesting to go into this song. And uh, yeah, all right. I yeah. would also say right off the bat that this is one of my least played Maiden songs in their entire catalog, uh-huh. along with quite a few songs on this record. But now, obviously, in preparation for this episode, I've 
listen to it quite a bit uh, last couple of weeks actually and it, it comes in uh, so soon as i'm on a walk you know when i know that it's 10 minutes left to home it's like oh, yeah, i'm gonna bless book, book of souls another time you know to get ready a little bit but yeah. that said i also wanted you to kind of uh, pick up the, the ship a little bit yeah. yeah all right well here Here's the thing of this one. Uh, well, first off, uh, I don't. I, I was thinking about that's an interesting thing you said about uh, which Maiden songs want to listen to the most. I think probably a lot of stuff from this album is up on my most listened to songs on Spotify ever. That's because I didn't really use Spotify in 2016 or 2015, 16 around mm, there. Yeah. Otherwise, I was just I was rocking an iPod up until then. Yeah. So and then and since then, most time I listen to Maiden, I, I listen to on vinyl. Um, most of the time. So right. it's, it's weird when I, do, when I do like top lists of stuff on, on Spotify, very rarely do like my favorite bands show up because I listen to them like on, you know, on vinyl and stuff. Um, so this is a, this is a Yannick Gears, Steve Harris song, which becomes very obvious. Very quickly uh, the, the too. Riff, riff wise, it's, you can very tell who's, who's doing this. The theme here is something that's very fascinating to me. And uh, it's also a sort of a, something they've done every now and again, and they kind of did with the next song we're going to talk about too, um, where they sort of take in a sort of, it's a, sort of sci a sci-fi science fiction kind of approach to, to the song. So the story wise, um, at some point we're going to get to a song called the final frontier. That's obviously a nod to star Trek. Yeah. And I think this song is a lot better than that, but, um, cause what the, what the lyric wise, it deals with the idea, the, the idea of something called ancient astronauts, which is the idea that, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, aliens visited our planet and, uh, you know, sort of uh, influenced the way civilization kind of evolved. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a thing about, you know, conspiracy theories about how the um, how aliens would, would help, assisted building the pyramids, both, you know, both in, uh, in Mexico and also in Egypt. Uh, and that's kind of what the thing kind of plays with, which is also sort of, uh, there's a, TV series called, and mo several movies called uh, uh, Stargate that has a lot to do with that as well. But aliens coming down to Earth and sort of in, in impacting way, you know, the way society evolved. And I'm not going to get a hell of a lot into that because there's a lot of people who know, you know, I don't, I'm not an expert in that by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. But that's kind of, that's kind of, the lyric wise, you get a lot of that here because if you have the, um, uh, let's see here, for instance, uh, well, obviously, uh, the the one in the chorus there's a mention of sky gods that's obviously reference to something up in the sky you know sure. some sort of that kind of stuff and even later in the song aliens are literally mentioned uh, but before we get to that maybe we should uh, get to the talk about some of the some of the music in this because yeah the one thing I changed in this song the acoustic bit is pretty uninteresting yeah I'd agree uh, that's kind of you know where my where we started for me with not getting into this song uh, a while back. Yeah. That I I don't really dig this. I think he's done so much many, so many uh, better versions of it in in the past. You know things like uh, uh, Talisman, Legacy, uh, yeah. Ghost of the Navigator, Dream of Mirrors. There's plenty yeah. of these type of um, little bit exotically flared riffs scattered throughout Gers's material in the 2000s, and this is the least good of them. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah, I, I would have just maybe do a like some kind of a sort of like we did in Power Slave. Uh, yeah. Where there's like a, the you know like a bunch a bunch of you know uh, I think there there's a heartbeat and there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I love that. A, a heartbeat would be very appropriate here, considering what they did with the stage show, yeah. and then just right into the verse or the the, the second the heavy riff with this, yeah. which is also a very typical Yannick kind of riff. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking now that the intro could be Steve as well because uh, in Loudwire Bruce addressed that 
this was uh, one of the songs that were in the works two years prior to actually going into the studio. All right, yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. Steve actually had this as kind of his brainchild, you know, and the concept grew out of this song. And and then then Bruce had obviously if eternity should fail, which was not even intended for Iron Maiden, but we'll get to that. No, they uh, yeah, we'll get to that at some point. So but, that um, was the two lead up tracks, you know, in for for mm -hmm. them in making this album. So I think it could be to large part Steve, and then maybe uh, Jan came in to do the flares and add the melodies yeah. of his. Yeah. But uh, you never know, and it sounds super no. super Janic that intro. And I think the verse riff sounds more Steve because it you the, know. Ver the verse has kind of. Um, well, first off, you got the really heavy kind of uh, riff that's in between the 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 vocal lines, the da 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 that bit yeah. there. That that to me sounds kind of like a Yannick kind of. Yeah, uh, I have a hot deal. take. I have a hot take. It's a little bit Mother Russia part two. <laughs> it's a little bit Mother oh, really? Russia part two. Yeah, you know. Da, 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 maybe <laughs> I didn't think about that. that. It has the offbeat uh, China, you know. Yeah. And, you know, but but it's better. It is a better riff. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna see it that way forever. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, again, five years back, first I had that acoustic intro, didn't like it, and then it's like Mother Russia Part Two. But I still don't like the acoustic bit. I can tell you that. And I think they should. You know, well, either way, that's. I also like Mother Russia Part Two. Actually, I have to say, it fits. But it's you know, it's getting to that kind of territory of campy maiden. I would say it's a little bit campy, but it's also heavy. You know. I don't know. I mean, I, I again, I, I've never thought of it that way, but yeah, I guess that could be an argument. And the actual verse riff has a kind of a sort of mystic kind of like, sort of like the Egyptian feel, like you like you kind of got in Power Slave in the main riff there, and uh, I like that. That's really cool. Um, Very chord based, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a. Let's. Oh, I actually I actually learned a bit of it. I'm I, I, I I'm not hooked up in any way to play uh, it, but I can I can overdub it in in post. So this is the main kind of... Yeah, it's way better than Mother Russia. Yeah. And then he got the... Uh... Jesus, it's long, hold it. I thought I'd... Yeah. I think it's gonna kick in about now. Here. So it's got a, it's got a kind of a, like I said a miss, that kind of that chord chain. I think it's just octaves that he's sliding up from. Like it's just like an E up to a, mm, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so that's that's um, that bit there is a uh, has that kind of Egyptian kind of feel or kind of mystical kind of you know feel that I kind of kind of dig. Yeah, it sounds great. I was touching quickly on that, and I'm not gonna stuck, get stuck on that now either. But again, it sounds really cool. And Bruce's power when it comes in, you know, on this mm, on this quite definitely. basic riff. Uh, I actually I've come to love these verses. verses. I think they're really cool. The verses are really cool. They're very cool. Um, and let's see what else we got here. So, yeah. Uh, the chorus itself and the kind of lead up to the chorus, all that kind of stuff. I enjoy it. Uh, but it, I think uh, it's not really, for me, the best bits of this song come at the halfway mark of it. Ha about halfway in, you get this, uh, it slows down a bit. Nikos has this really cool drum fill, and you launch into this sort of really fast bit. That sounds very Yannick. Trip that bit, yeah. Uh, and when it goes yeah, into the digga, the digga, the digga, that bit there, followed by like a, a you know like a couple solos, 
and then I guess you would call it a bridge, this sort of vocal. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a bridge. Uh, and that bit's my favorite bit of the whole. All right. Like yeah. probably the whole album even. Uh, wow, really? Yeah, for me, yeah. it's like, uh, it reminds me of Montsegur, but I have to, again, favor Montsegur there, or not again, because, right, right. because the Mother Russia bit I favor because Souls, but I, it reminds me a little bit of Montsegur. There's even this Irish type melody that comes in uh, on that trip a few bit. Yeah, that, that bit there is sound does, but I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the bit that comes after the the Montsegur bit. There's a vocal ascending the throne, wearing feathers and shells. Uh, that that bit there, all that, that's just that's sort of the the beginning of the end of the song there. Well, that's also where he's talking about the you know aliens and inv- alien invasion, all that kind of stuff. So that's yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that, that that whole bit there, I really love. Uh, I like I said, the the, the riff before it is Montsegur, just slightly faster. Yeah, uh, but not not in a bad way, you know. We also have the duelists uh, where it's there and so on. It's part of their how they sound, you know, that kind of trick oh, yeah, yeah. e, 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 e shugging, you know, kind of shugging yeah. maiden, if you will. When they go into yeah. shug mode, they usually do it in in six eight or in triplets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As they do in this song, Death or Glory as well, I think on this album has that kind of vibe. Uh I think it's there, yeah, definitely there's yeah. there's like some of that there. And uh, I mean there is some self repetition in this song, but I'm not terribly minded with that. It's the sixteenth studio album you know uh, at this point they have a lot of songs as we know making this podcast yes, right <laughs> so uh, yeah i don't mind a bit of self-repetition and especially when they can kind of uh, alter it or or um, you know kind of improve on it which i think they did on, on several parts of this song and then also vocally very strong song it's a very strong song vocally vocal wise when i was listening initially listening to this album first listen through there was a few songs that didn't really do it for me. One of them being the great unknown. Um, and then when they got to this, I was like, Oh, okay, good. So they still got it. And then, uh-huh. initi- then after a while, I kind of sort of started to really, uh, now, now I love the whole thing, except for maybe one song we'll get to in a while. Yeah. Uh, you think you know which one I mean? Probably. Um, yeah. And even that's still pretty good, but yeah, yeah this one, I just, uh, lyric wise did it. I just love that. It's sort of intense sort of second half. Uh, and the only bit I'd change is I'd get rid of the acoustic intro and outro. Uh, yeah. I kind of agree with you there. Uh, I, I wouldn't change anything else either. The, the acoustic intro and outro, a little bit unnecessary. It has that a matter of life and death uh, or X factor thing that, you know, mm-hmm. you start and end with this clean bit and it becomes maybe too obvious. But, uh, again, for me, a song that is very vocal driven and, uh, I think it's the best lyrics uh, on the record in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, possibly. I mean, there's a few other ones I can't really. Actually, it's there a too, lyric strong record, I would say. So very, very, very strong. So that's a good thing. And uh, I mean, I like the I like the theme, the theme, the thematic of the song with the aliens and the pyramids mm. and the mm. uh, Inca Maya culture, and um, you yeah, know, yeah. also the idea of a, a great empire falling down in a sense. Yeah, which is a very typical metal song theme, but uh, in this case with an ancient kingdom. So it, you can add all the mysticism to it, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it sits pretty well, you know. It has its pocket thematically, and a really kind of strong theme. The only the only thing I think is kind of too bad is that uh, I, his voice wasn't really top notch during the Book of Souls tour. Again, he was just getting back in the kind of swing of things. If they'd done that, this song. Like a year later, he'd be back at the top of his game again. Because uh, I think he he did sound better when I saw him in 2018 over when I told him in 2016. He didn't sound bad then, but I think that you know it's not it's not surprising that after a you know you know going through cancer sure, and yeah. cancer treatment that you're you're not the top of your game. I agree. Uh, and, uh, I saw them when I saw them in 18. I was amazed how good he sounded. 
but that was also yeah. an early gig of the Legacy Tour here in Stockholm, like the third or fourth gig. So it was fresh too, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And then, you know, the, yeah. Touring wears you out, even when you got, uh, you know, good logistics like they have today. It's still, you know, it's still, still, it's still, 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 a, yeah, still a grind. Still a rough job, yeah. you know. It reminds me of uh, Steve Harris in Flight 666 when he's, he's got this fever, you know, like he's got picked up this stomach bug in India or something like that. And yeah. he's about to go on stage and he's like in, in his bathrobe, can barely talk. Really, really, really tired. And then afterwards, he's like, oh, with the adrenaline, you know, fine. It was good. <laughs> it's been rocking out like ever before. And I think yeah, Steve yeah. has never canceled a show. I no, think. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I gather. He's, he's, yeah, he's... Trooper. Uh, indeed. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be, a, there's gonna, it's going to be a while before we get to that song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's good, actually, because I wouldn't be ready for it to do a, such a, you know standard track at this point it's it's uh, i'm comfortable being here well it's, it's one of yeah it's definitely one of the in the book of souls and uh, yeah so we touch on that good theme strong theme i like the lyrics the chorus needs mm. a mention i think as well uh, oh yeah i talked i mean the chorus is it, like i said the chorus is uh i do like the chorus um and the reason i the, i uh sort of glossed over it and i moved over to the bridge is because i think the bridge is so much stronger so the chorus for me is it's it's fine but it's also it's sort of like a just a step on the path to get to that other bit and i really like that um but it's a cool song it's because it's 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 interesting because they, they did lyric wise the chorus is uh just uh, it's pretty it's uh like again if, if if you know what you're talking about and you actually did any sort of actual research into these theories and these kind of this kind of thing i'm sure there's tons of stuff here uh to, to dive deep dive into that, that's usually the way of these guys uh i'm no expert by any stretch of the imagination but uh yeah no it, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good good strong chorus i think yeah. uh i just like the, the the for me the best bit is the bridge and that's sort of my I, yeah. I like that the chorus is a bit stripped down. It's usually basically just chords and singing melody that is mirrored by this string synth. Mm. And that's pretty much it. And um, I like the Forest of Kings line. It, yeah, yeah, it yeah. does something for me, you know. Forest of yeah. Kings, that sounds fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really like, it's on that perfect level of nerdiness where I like to find myself, you know. Where it's, it's, it's it has a nerdy vibe for sure. You have the, yeah. you know space and ancient uh, ancient kingdoms and forest of kings and uh, what, yeah. what not sky gods and shit but it's just so uh, at a point where it's interesting so it's not this you know it's not wankery in any no, no. in any way like there's none of that in it it feels like a, a, almost like a good day at a good museum you know <laughs> Yeah, okay. actually, that's that's that, that's, yeah. a, that's a good one. Like that's intriguing, that interesting. You know, it's it's it provokes some kind of uh, activity in my mind, in, yeah. in my imagination part of my mind. I would say so. I like that. No, I also I'd like to put just something I point out that I've discovered that when you listen to uh, when I did it when I actually did the fir first time I listened to it with really good audio and really good headphones. Uh, there's a lot there besides just the chords and the, the strings. There's, so there's, but yeah, it's a, that, that's the case of anything. If you have decent headphones, you're going to hear yes. a lot more. And and those guys are no, they're not, they're not, they're you know, they're uh, yeah, they're, they're they add a lot of layers and stuff. So there's a lot of you know. I'm, I've become a headphone fetishist. I love listening to music in in proper headphones. You know, I've got my mm. my Sennheisers now, and then I have that sponsored segment. <laughs> I, I receive those uh, podcasting uh, sponsored. Uh, 
Headphones. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, with no strings attached. I don't have to mention them, but I like the headphones. So I will. It's a Valco Finnish company. And uh, really cool, good headphones, long battery life, and uh, sits comfortably. All the things you need, really. And uh, not too much boomy bass, which is sometimes the case in like consumer um, headphones. So, so I dig them. And uh, I've been that's listening cool. To, yeah, I've been listening cool. to Book of Souls in them as well. So. Um, yeah, thank you to those guys, even though it's not really a sponsorship. They didn't now, ask, did they that didn't... come about via Gain of Riffs? Uh, I mentioned Gain of Riffs and Maiden A to Z when I asked them, and I also told them that I'm going to buy the headphones if you don't do these type of things, you know. Okay, well, yeah. there you go. So yeah, like... I was fully transparent, you know. You don't want to be too douchey about that kind of thing, but... They, they, no, they... no, no, no. Well, that's good. You seem like you did it. That was, that was very nice. Yeah, they did cool. send me a couple, and then I've been listening to Book of Souls, for example. In there that. you go. And uh, I like the production. It's, uh, it reminds me of uh, a peace of mind in a sense. It's like a modern peace of mind sound for me. It's yeah. a little bit earthy, a little bit gravelry. It's not, it's not overly shiny or, uh, you know, it doesn't have too much of that uh, unnecessary brilliance. I mean, it's obviously a, a business standard master, you know, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's perfect enough in a sense. But I think it's also tasteful, uh, which I wouldn't say about every single made in production. I think it's one of the more leveled. What would you say? Definitely, yeah. I think out of the uh, the 2000 era Maiden, it's besides Brave New World, which sounds as we discovered discussed before, you know, amazing. I think this is the best sounding one of the bunch. Yes. Um, also, my favorite album uh, entirely since Brave New World. I've oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, I, I'd say the same. Yeah. Been battling it with uh, a matter of life and death, which is also strong. And uh, maybe I want to run this by you. It's an interesting you know, mm-hmm. little verses here. That uh, which one is better? Uh, I would go for Book of Souls on the strength of slightly more exciting, in a sense, more this variation on a matter of life and death. But I think it's more variation. Uh, musically and lyrically on Book of Souls, uh, which is more exciting. Oh, the- They're both really long, as are any uh. new Maiden album, so that's just the uh. thing they do. And the new, lo- the old logo is back. You know, small things like which that. which is great. Yeah. That's that's yeah. That's- uh, Bruce's vocals, I think, are better on this one. I think they're really strong on this one. Um, Definitely for singing with a, with a lump in his throat as well. You know. Which, uh, yeah, which he didn't obviously know for the entire record. He knew towards the end of the... He knew that he didn't want to know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, as That's soon true, as yeah. I've, I've tracked this album, I'm going to check it out uh, for sure, you know, and, and take care of this. But he knew that he didn't really want to know he, he, because he could sing. So he, he yeah. figured I might as well put the tracks down. And You addressed before that he felt that this is a better album if it would be the final album than Final yeah, Frontier. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree with that. For sure. And... Uh, it's nice to open it, and it's nice to have a new Maiden album that is so clearly a real Maiden album, right? You don't have that luxury with every band. I mean, no. uh, what would you say Metallica, for instance, Hardwired? Is it as clearly a, a Metallica record as Book of Souls is a Maiden record? What do you think? Uh, it's a pretty good one. It's okay. I'd say that one is, yes. Yeah, They, they kind of remind me of each other, you know, in a sense. They're double albums, and they are kind of yeah. true to the band, but not scaring away from... Uh, mixing old and new. No, I mean, I, 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 say I really liked Hard Hardwired. Uh, yeah, way more than the last couple ones. I didn't, I didn't not like the last couple ones either. I just thought this was a lot better. Yeah. Um, so if you look at bands like Black Sabbath, the Thirteen is definitely less of a real feel to me than Book of Souls. 
13 feels more cash grabby to me or more like really trying to emulate old Black Sabbath. I don't think Book of Souls emulates old Maiden at all. No, no, but you still get this, which is interesting because they're the kind of, Maiden is that band is sort of, if you, if you take it, you, there's certain songs from the absolute, the first record that could kind of work on later records as well without too much, standing out too much. Whereas if you take, say, like, let's say fucking like, let's, I don't know, something from Load and try to put that on Kill em All, it wouldn't work. Um, yeah. So they've kind of sort of stayed the same, but they've still within within their framework evolved. Yeah, uh, something like that. And it's just which uh, is very like it's, it's, I can't think of anyone else who's done that. Seems they found themselves in a good place here. And also, aside from this track and uh, if eternity, they wrote mm-hmm. a lot of it in the studio. Uh, Bruce said that they skipped on this pre-production stage this time around that they would normally do. Right? They have this rehearsal in the old days. It was in the Jersey, the offshore island. And then they've done it in Spain, Portugal, I think, for Brave New World. So they usually have those three-week type things, three to six weeks, where they rehearse and record one time, and then they have to relearn it again. And Bruce said that they wanted to skip out on the relearning part, you know, just kind of go in fresh, yeah, yeah, uh, write the song, complete it, and record it. And I think unlike Virtual Eleven, it doesn't sound like they recorded it blind. You know, it still sounds cohesive as if they had worked on it in in pre in a pre-recording session, even though they didn't. Yep. I think they succeeded on on that part. And maybe some of the structures, as usual, with Late Maiden, could have been tampered maybe. with. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, an, ex of my, an, ex, an old ex-girlfriend had a theory that a lot of their, their albums would either be... Because this, right, well, this is back when, I think it was, when Dance of Death had come out, so we had that already, we'd already had that one. And her theory was that like they, they kind of did like every other album would either be like a kind of a space kind of sci-fi vibe or it's sort of death kind of vibe. Now they, after, after dance of death, we did get a matter of life and death. So that theory proved wrong, but final frontier is obviously a very kind of, you know, yeah. outer spacey kind of album. And this one is kind of a little bit of both. Uh, but I'd say it still falls in the kind of earthy kind of death kind of yeah, I would say area so. more than like in outer space. So we'll see what we'll get next time. I mean, it could yeah. be, I did this with a friend as well. Now that we're getting into this kind of nerdiness, that is a arbitrary nerdiness, <laughs> not yeah. even fact based. And I yeah. did this coupling of albums, you know, like uh, yeah. kind of element couplings. And the first one is easy because it's just the first two ones, and I call it yeah. the, the street, the street maiden. And then right, uh, yeah. number of the beast, I I couple with dance of death actually, and this kind of medi- medieval maiden, I call that. Uh, sure yeah i can yeah, see that yeah, yeah that makes sense and some there's yeah all right yeah peace of mind i coupled with book of souls uh earthy maiden and no actually peace of mind with a matter of life and death uh wartime kind of uh, dirty maiden i would mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. Uh, and then the power slave goes with book of souls for obvious reasons for obvious reasons that yeah. we've already discussed summer in time goes with the final frontier and virtual 11 Fu- that makes sense future albums right seventh son i yeah. coupled with brave new world as air records or uh Blue records, if you will. It's well, I, blue, I get the blue bit, but wouldn't wouldn't Brave New World go on the future thing as well? It does, right? It does. And Seven Sun is also goes in the medieval thing, in a sense. Yeah. So, so they are kind of uh, maybe they are jack of all trades or jack of a couple of trades, you could say. Uh, no, am I? So, but no prayer and fear of the dark. Do they go together? Yeah, I put X Factor in there too. Uh, those three uh, are kind yeah. of the darker ones, I would say. And uh, then, mm-hmm. and then, Virtual Eleven, I already coupled. Brain World, I already coupled. Uh, Dance of Death, uh, Final Frontier, I'm Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, 
That's I it. mean, that makes that. Yeah, that, I like that. Yeah. That, 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 that. That makes sense. Kind of uh, coupling them by feel, I guess, you know, in a sense. And so it's interesting to see where, where the next oh, yeah. one will go. Very interesting. Did you see that fake cover that they supposedly pulled from a magic card? Uh, Wrath, Wrath of the Waters. Yeah, so th- that wasn't true, obviously. But <laughs> no, but I like the theme. I would be happy with a nautical maiden album. Sounds pretty cool to me, like Underwatersbanan, the underwater yeah. stage. You know. Yeah, I, I could. I would. I would. I'd, I'd like that. Yeah, uh, it's a cool concept. And then, you know, Flying Dutchman, sixteen minutes by Steve, makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there, there was one that we've <laughs> talked about before. I mean, you know, me and Henrik have talked about it. There's a few years. Every now and again, this shows up, and there was a. <laughs> Uh, a hoax record that was uh, called the, the Majesty of Gaia that came right. out. It was supposed to be a thing that a few years ago. And every now and again, that'll make the rounds saying that's coming out. And it's not true. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, so it connects to the next song we're doing, right? But I don't know. We might have something more on Book of Souls. Then again, we will return to this album time and time again because there's a few songs on it. So we have more chances. Yeah. And we also, this is, the, this is the first one we're doing on this one. Yeah. But it's. Wait, hold, hold on. Uh, so the only ones we haven't done so far, because we haven't done Peace of Mind, correct? That's on D. So that's the last that's one in. And then uh, on C, yeah. we have, actually on B, we have A Matter of Life and Death coming in quite soon uh, with Brighter Than a Thousand Suns. Uh, yeah, and that's, I think Henrik's going to be on that one, right? Yeah, which will be interesting, you know. Yeah. And then we have, uh, on C, we have uh, uh, Charlotte the Harlot. So then we're entering the first Maiden album on an interesting way to enter the album for sure. You know, we wouldn't have picked that song to represent the no. record. Well, that's what's fun with this format. Uh, nor, nor would probably they. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think there's bits in it. Well, no, we'll, we'll get to that. We're, we'll we're get not going to that. do that now. But. Yeah. And uh, Clairvoyant, Can I Play With Madness, first out on Seven Sun. Entirely followed good. by Clairvoyant. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah, and that's it, I guess. Uh, then we will be, at least have been touching on, on all 16 studio albums. Yeah. Uh, it's cool that they kind of spread out the... Uh, Rather far, you know, how long have we been airing this now? It's two months. Uh, no, three months. Three months, three months. Three months, three months in and kind of uh, B is shorter than A for sure. So some some letters, uh, C is a pretty big one. D is a big one. E, I think even F. So yeah, uh, we'll be threading along with this. And uh, we're also going into the majesty of Gaia right now. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> because that was a rumored title for Brave New World, and it's slightly fitting, I would say. You know, Brave New World or Majesty of Gaia. It has a similar yeah. tone to it. So, I mean, uh, just as a funny thought with these fake Maiden albums, if someone is a true Maiden nerd, you could almost figure partly out where they might be going by now. You know, they've done this, they've done that. Have they done yeah. this? You know, or when did they last do this? That kind of thing. And uh, I think Brain New World um, actually is, is not really far off from Virtual Eleven in terms of it's actually a future album. But uh, Virtual Eleven has a different touch on it. It's more technical future, more, uh, I don't know, more... Uh, I, I'm going to send it back to you. What's the difference between Virtual Eleven and Brain New World in terms of being futuristic albums in the millennia era? I, I think uh, Virtual... No, sorry, Brave New World is not as dark Right. First off, as but also you know, Brave New World that's based on a. Uh, th- that was my what I was going to say is a connection. There's a science fiction connection to both these. Yeah. Uh, Book of Souls is not particularly based on any one particular work of science fiction, as far as I know. Whereas Brave New World is based on the uh, Aldous Huxley uh, novel called Brave New World. Yeah. Um. So, 
Yeah, I instantly went to the library actually to borrow that as a thirteen-year-old, <laughs> and I wasn't—I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't a big book reader, but I was a big Iron Maiden fan. So I, I've, I've read it uh, way back. Uh, I don't—I don't recall if I read it in English. I probably did because I've always liked to to practice that as my second language. And you know, I'm coming in from video games and from rock music and whatnot, yeah. you know, I, I, I like to use this language. Thankfully, so uh, I, I think I read it in English when I was thirteen or fourteen, and I also remember quite liking it. But also, maybe it's a bit. I think you might miss some references, political references or ties when you're thirteen, as opposed to reading it now. Have you read it? Do you know it? I've not read it. Uh, I'm thinking about doing it uh, because when I initially was made aware of it i was about 15 uh, or so maybe 16 whenever the album came out i think i was 16 then um so and i was initially like oh i want to get a hold of this and read this because i wanted to sort of consume everything i could that had to do with this kind of stuff but i think i even then was aware that it had been it, it would have been kind of above my head yeah uh, so i didn't i didn't do it then but i, I really want to do it now so i mean i might do it and uh yeah so and just do, doing a little research for this i also saw there's n- numerous like you know adaptations on you know tv and movies and so that could be kind of fun to check out yeah i think Um, it sits in this territory that i like which is a future dystopia but it's political and it's really a commentary on today's society and i like that you move it into the future because then you can comment more i mean i'm not gonna say objectively but in a sense more objectively because it's not you're not commenting on the leaders of today you're not committing on the societal rules of today but you're mirroring them in this future world which is well, you're, you're, you're commenting them without commenting on them so if someone attacks you you can go no no i'm not doing yeah. that like oh yeah, fine. Like, yeah. like dio with holy diver you know <laughs> when he talked about yeah. holy diver being this martyr concept you know kind of jesus concept if you will but yeah it's another another gal- galaxy you know it's another galaxy yeah. far far away and it's uh <laughs> has nothing to do with earth but it obviously has all to do with earth right yeah so uh, i like that i think it's a clever method of doing it and also uh, thematically interesting. I'm, I want to pull the lyrics out, actually, and maybe actually this time start with the lyrics. Uh-huh. I got them here, too. Again, this is a lyric that is loosely based on the book, like we addressed before with Henrik, uh, speaking of uh, the Prisoner TV series, and also quickly addressing long, loneliness of the long-distance runner that uh, is loosely influenced. Like, there's terminology, there's words, there's a feeling of the book, but it doesn't really tell any particular story that's within the book as far as i can see know the book or know the series you'll know what you'll you'll recognize the stuff but you won't you know you won't necessarily yeah i mean there's this this, this character savage savage is a character in the book but it also savage is just a wildling you know which could be you know the contrast of human nature the contrast of the animal that we are in contrast with the society that we built which i think is a big part of of this uh, of this theme and it's an exciting theme to me. It's interesting, you know. And uh, dying swans, twisted wings, beauty not needed here. Kind of talking of uh, digitalization, you know, or artificialization of, of the world, I would say. Yeah. And uh, lost my love, lost my life in this garden of fear. Uh, I've seen many things in a lifetime alone. Uh, mother love is no more. Bring this savage back home. There you go. Savage, that bit there, yeah. yeah. And I think bringing the savage back home means bringing him home into the future society, you know. Like, yeah. because mother love is no more. Don't don't think of the biological stuff. Don't think of the animal yeah. that you are. Bring the savage back home to this new orderly society where everyone is a number and, and so on, you know. I don't think everyone is a number in this one. There's a Russian one that I've read <laughs> called the V or We. 
but uh, it, it has that theme, you know, of control, big brother, yeah. um, surveillance type society. What do you think? And that's not that's not gotten any less relevant. So. <laughs> no, more and more data mining <laughs> yeah. and so on, you know, and uh, just uh, becoming almost like a product in a sense, like yeah. uh, human life is a product or a consumer in, in any case. And I like the, you addressed them before, the myst uh, mystical parts or fantasy ridden parts. More sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi. Dragon, sci Dragon Kings, Dying Queens, uh, uh, rip the bones from my flesh. How good, how good is the de delivery on that line? Very good, yeah. Rip the bones from That's, my flesh. It's yeah, so, it's, yeah. it's, and then silent screams, laughing here, dying to tell you the truth. Well, well, here's an interesting thing, because something I've noticed and kind of, because I, I, in, in the uh, studio version, he sings, Dragon Kings dying queens, where is salvation now? Live, he'll quite often not do where is salvation now. He'll sing makes no sense of it all. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're I right. I don't know why. I, my favorite line is this one. You are planned, you are damned in this brave new world. Because that's relatable for many people. You. That's also very much sort of... I mean, you're, in, you're born into this world, you don't know really why, uh, and you haven't asked for it, and you are planned. Uh, perhaps you're not damned, you know, that's a bit dramatical, but you're definitely planned, you know, it's, there's a trajectory for you that you should go on in any society. So, and, yeah. it, but, and also the, that, that one line kind of summarizes sort of the gist of the book, I'd say, or kind of what they're kind of... Yes. But you wouldn't know that unless you're sort of familiar with the book, otherwise just a cool line. Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 I'm familiar with the song more so than the book still, even having yeah, read yeah. it, uh, because it's just Maiden is bigger than Huxley yeah. to me. But uh, I think yeah, it's I think it probably, probably say for literally everyone except people who are related to Huxley. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 it's, uh, it's a cool concept. It really fits and going into the new millennia, brave new world, uh, and also looking critically yeah. at uh, technological de developments and how are the ethics within this. You know, there's always the ethics side of it, like. Uh, of course, progress can't be stopped. It keeps rolling. But yeah. at some point, maybe you should stop and reflect. You know? What do you think about that? Well, it's also the argument about just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do that thing. Right, right. Uh, and that's kind of the problem. You, you know, and any old thing that, you know, if, if you can do it, there's someone's, you know, whatever, you know, and I, you know, I'm going to sound like 100 fucking years old when I say <laughs> this, but when I, when I, when you, if there's a new app that's out, all the kids and that, oh God, I sound, I sound so ancient when I'm saying this. <laughs> yeah. All the kids, everyone, everyone's going to, you know, you're like, oh, you can do a thing. I should do it. Not really thinking about, you know, why you're doing it. Yes, indeed. indeed. Uh, and I, and I'm at the end of the day, I think if you enjoy something and you're, you're, you're making even temporary joy out of it, it's fine. And I, you yeah. know, I think there's, you know, so even despite of what I just said, you know, who am I to tell someone what not to do? If they want to do it, it makes them happy. They should do it. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that we're friends of technology. At least I am. You know, <laughs> we're, we're doing we're doing a podcast. Yeah, so yes, we are <laughs> exactly. And I, li I like the information flow. I love the hive mind of the internet. You know? Yeah, like now you can have things happening. I talked about that in my other show the other day. That uh, yeah. someone here is Phil Collins. Is like, why didn't anyone do this drum sound in a while? Let's put it back in. You know, so you yeah. have this you have this kind of collection of ideas and thoughts, and I really dig yeah. that. But it's also scary to see the train just a rolling like uh, the old favorite band of steve's uh, jethro tull they have this mm -hmm. song locomotive breath way back in the 70s which addressing this kind of you can't stop society <laughs> it grows and new things become normal you know suddenly you are a number you know i mean that's well you that's know making it a little bit dramatic but we do have our social security numbers you know in a sense we are numbers uh, but i still feel like a free man <laughs> yeah I mean, for better or for worse, to quote 
the one of my favorite bands, Clutch. You know, you can't stop progress. So right. whatever, the, whatever you're, the train it's going. Whatever, whatever, wherever we're going, we're going there, and there's no really stopping it. I actually had that song in my mind when I when I phrased it. <laughs> can't stop oh, the progress. Can't stop it. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really good album. Good band. Uh, So, yeah, so anyway, so this uh, back, this was back in 2000. This was a Sunday night. The album was released the next day, I think. I, d I don't know if that's true, uh, but it was on a Sunday. No, maybe. Well, either way, this happened on a Sunday. The album probably was released on a Friday. Um, so I was uh, sitting at home and I was when I was listening to the local sort of uh, radio uh, a radio station, uh, a rock station called Rock Classicier, which was sort of a big deal. You know, way back when here in Stockholm, not not so much now, I don't think, but back then it was, you know, radio was still kind of a happening. So they they were going to at there was a guy, I think his name was, you know, the, the, he had the very original name Doctor Rock because you know that's <laughs> Doctor Rock, <laughs> very original stuff. But he also played very good music. So I'm not going to make fun of him. Um, and on his show, on he had his show on Sunday nights, and he was going to play a track from the new Maiden album that one, but not one of the ones we'd heard. Up until that point, up until that point, we just heard uh, the Wicker Man. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so what happened then was, so he played this song. This is the song he played, and I was completely blown away. Uh, and that's sort of you know, I remember I had like goosebumps with the whole you know during it was it was just a really I I enjoyed the Wicker Man, but this song yeah. really. Well, he did something else, and it was really cool, and it sounded kind of futuristic. And there was a cool, there was a, the, you know, the solo was really good. One of Yannick's best solos, I'd say. Uh, Triple harmony as well. Yeah, you know, what's not to love? Yeah, there, there was just it was just, it was just there's nothing on it. I didn't you know really just immediately fall in love with. Yeah, um, I mean, I have a bit of a. It's almost a hot take, but it's, this is one of my favorite Iron Maiden songs. Actually, I'm just gonna come out swinging and say that I really like this song, and it has the Murray feel. You know, it's, it has the feel of a Murray track, but slightly more condensed or a bit different to um, Deja Vu or Still Life, which are other highlights of his. Uh, this yeah, one I is, think this is this is this is his. Yeah, best. this is probably the. Maybe the best thing is maybe the best he song he made, and uh, it's obviously a collaboration with Steve and uh, Bruce. Uh, but um, it has that Murray, uh, I would call it uh, not sadness, but melancholy, like the Murray melancholy. Yes, yeah, and the, the main the main arpeggio to start things yeah. off, like the the D minor type thing. It's so up my alley, you know. I just I can't even explain why. It's my type of riff, you know. I don't know. I love that kind and of. Then, yeah, it, it just got this. It also has a, with it because you know it's the sort of palm muted uh, arpeggio kind of thing with a little bit of just a slight hint of. There's a little bit of delay and all kind of stuff in there, but it's really just a really oh, just it's just a perfect yeah cool, cool kind of futuristic kind of space sounding kind of riff. And uh, Steve ties in on the on the on the. Uh, accented notes I like do yeah, do yeah. bass do do 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 bass like, <laughs> that. <laughs> like that and uh, and uh, also uh, both Janik and Adrian have their own lines yeah so it's all like uh, nicely orchestrated I think they and might if you listen to it I just listened to it 
before we started, before we got on this call, and I had the with the, the fancy headphones, and you can really hear all the little bits and pieces. It's so great. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, <sighs> and there's ISO tracks from uh, from uh, Rock and Rio uh, that, yeah. you, that you could look up. I'm not going to play them because I would have to add pre-edit and stuff to get the right order of things. But if you look there, I think all three guitars are available from Rio, so you can really hear what they're actually doing. Uh, but then again, you could also just use really good headphones to get this. Yeah. And the, the build-up is great. It's awesome. It's in D minor, you know, which is not yep. super common for our mate. One step lower. It's not drop D like uh, Eternity. But no, it, and that's the only drop D song, if I recall. If Eternity, I should say. Otherwise, is from here to Eternity, that's definitely not drop D. But <laughs> no. yeah, this is the first time I did it. But this one is in D. And uh, also, uh, musically, it just kind of is a loop based song you know with the loop being and i think it's murray i'm quite sure that continues on the clean sound throughout the first verse so the song has kicked you know everyone is on distortion everyone is on full yeah. tilt but murray is still on clean uh, yeah. which i think is a cool effect i mean it's a very you know Mur I was going to say Bill Murray, uh, <laughs> not Bill Murray, uh, he's cool which too. he's great too. He just hasn't yeah. written a lot of songs for Iron Maiden no. since he's not in the band. Uh, Bill, <laughs> Dave Murray. Uh, Groundhog's Day. Yeah, it's it's a very him kind of, that's, it's like I said, it's a very typical kind of, uh, not typical in a boring way, but you can just hear it's him. Like like there's a very typical, like for instance, Monsegur is a very typical Yannick riff, yeah. but not in a boring way and that kind of stuff. Uh, no, I just love it. And I was going to, I'm going to send it to you. Uh, you, I might, you don't have to play it here, but a few years ago, there was um, the 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 metal magazine Kerrang did a, 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 a sort of Maiden tribute album that that was free with the magazine. Oh, really? And uh, they had like all different kinds of people doing uh, Maiden covers, and they had a band called Ghost Lines who did a cover of Brave New World, and it's you know it's very different, but it's kind of cool and just worth checking out the 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 album in general. Uh, there's you you have like Metallica's on there, Machine Head's on there. Um, Oh yeah, Dream Theater is on there. Dream Theater does a cover of Tame Land, so it's on YouTube. So just and Metallica doing Remember Tomorrow, uh, I presume. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it's cool that they've had these bands. Maybe Testament is on there with Power Slave as well. Uh, no, here, I'll, I can just read it up. What you got here? You got uh, Black Tide doing Prowler, Metallica Remember Tomorrow, Venge Sevenfold doing Flash of the Blade, uh, Glamour of the Kill doing Two Minutes, Coed and Cambria doing The Trooper. Devil Driver doing Wasted Years, Sign doing Run to the Hills, Dream Theater doing The Same Land, Medina Lake doing Caught Somewhere in Time. They did something very cool of it, uh, I can, as I can say. Gallows did Wrathchild. Machine Head did Hallowed Be Thy Name. Uh, one of the videos has been removed because of copyright stuff, I guess. I don't remember who they were. <laughs> uh, Your, Your Long Disaster did Running Free, and then it, it ends with Ghost Lines doing Brave New World. All right. I haven't heard the version. Maybe I, maybe I should give it a peek. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. I mean, I I, I can kind of enjoy covers. You know, in the way, a lot of times when you play covers, someone will go, "Oh, it's not as good as the original." Like, yeah, I mean, no shit. Obviously, it's not, but it's kind of a cool. It's it just it's just fun. It's a fun version of it. Uh, kind of, I've been onto this in my other pod that I actually am a big advocate for covering songs. Yeah, uh, I I've you know this is my uh, high horse version of of why uh, is that. Huh? I think music has always been a trade, you know. You've been trading these folk songs or these stories, and there's always been about interpretation. And then it kind of become this uh, me, me, me thing with uh, with rock yeah. stars and, you know, with rock stars and the rock scene and the pop stars, pop scene, hip-hop stars, everything. I like that oh. stuff too. 
But I think music, you should also be just uh, telling other stories and stories that you like. Retell good stories. I've never been, I've never seen the problem with doing covers. But then again, obviously, like early Deep Purple, a lot of people think that it's weaker because the covers throw you out of it. They're on the actual album. And I can see that too, you know, that maybe the album should be full of your own songs. Well, maybe. I mean, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I I, I can see that definitely. Um, Like it'd be weird if Maiden were to throw, like, say, a, I don't know, a, I can't think of anything weird, but some a strange cover like like on the next album. There's there's a Lincoln Park cover on the album. Yeah, I mean, or even a Judas Priest cover. Black yeah, that would probably make more sense. But uh, it, would still, it would still be weird, you know. It would still be a little bit but, off. But what I, what I don't get and kind of annoys me when people think people go, oh, you know, they, they someone does a cover or something. Oh, they ruined the song. Like, well, they didn't ruin it. The song's still there. The song is still there. Uh, and I have the same feeling if like when people do remakes of movies. And like you know, it, it can just be fun because it's, it's a new version of something you already know. And that's the, that's the fun of it, really. It's not going to be better than the original, no, obviously. And when people go, well, "Why don't I just listen to the original?" I'm like, "Well, if there's a weird scenario where you only have three minutes and then you're going to die and listen to one song, yeah, yeah maybe do the original." But exactly. since that's not fucking happen usually, you can listen to both. It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't sure. take it doesn't take anything away from the the original to to enjoy a silly cover of a. Similar um, with the with the book interpretations, right? They always get a lot of flack. Yeah. Like it's not as good as the book, and so on. And now we're dealing with an actual book interpretation, and it has nothing to do with the book brain world in the sense of trying to replace it, right? You kind of use the things differently, don't you? Because like like if you, let's say let's say you have um, oh I don't know the Harry Potter. Someone's you have a Harry Potter book, and you're going to have movie night, and you go to someone you want to watch Harry Potter. Like they said. No, the book's better. So, okay, let's read that instead. Like, you're not going to do that because right. what you're trying to read. The movie f- fills a different purpose than the book does and doesn't take anything away from the thing. It's just that it's, you, you enjoy them differently. Sit in a circle for 16 hours and, and read the book together. <laughs> no, it doesn't yeah, that's, work. I mean, that's obviously, that's probably not going to happen. No, no. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I just know. thought also if, if Bill Murray wrote this track, it could be uh, Groundhog's Day uh, yeah. <laughs> on, this, on the same music as Brain World. Would it work? Yeah, yeah. Probably not. But uh, because musically, it is quite repetitive, this song. It's not as repetitive as, as Bill Murray's character's life in Groundhog's Day, but it has a lot of repetition in terms of chords. And again, very loop-based around this uh, arpeggio that Dave does. Yeah. So kind of the whole song is written surrounding that, I, I think. And I think that's how many, how many songwriters work. Uh, not as much Steve. He, he moves around as he wants. But uh, Dave is very rooted in this D minor through the whole song. And I think an interesting thing they do when they hit the chorus is that they don't switch up the um, harmonization at all. They stay with the yeah. uh, D minor, um, A sharp uh, major, and C major, but they change the tempo actually on a dime. You know, the chorus has a different tempo than the entire rest of the song. Yeah. Know, like, uh, and they don't even prep you for it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of slows down a bit there. Yeah, they pull it to a completely different tempo to get yeah. into the down, 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 with those great guitar fills. Yeah, oh god, that's cool. Strong chorus, and that's also a point where this song received criticism that it has this super repeating chorus: "A brave new world, in a brave new world, in a brave new world, a brave new world," and then you have a wicker man. Your time will come. Your time will come. Blood Brothers, we're Blood Brothers, we're Blood Brothers, and so on. But uh, I never really caught on to that uh, wave of criticism. No, I, I, don't think, I don't think that's a problem. What's no. the band we're listening to? We're listening to Iron Maiden, you know. Run to the hills, run to the hills. 
Uh, yeah. This is how they do choruses, you know. They That's fine. You know, that's what you remember. You can sing that. You can sing along to that a lot easier than if it's like, you know, an, uh, like a long thing that never repeats once and it's just a huge, you know. That, I mean, I, I love Rhyming Engine Mariner. I mean, you know, but I, 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 you're not, it's easier to sing along to Your Time Will Come yeah. than to remember all those fucking lyrics to sing along to that. Yeah, it was interesting when they made important tried to find what what is the actual chorus in Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, and uh, and uh, Axel pulled out this old uh, old way of lyricism that the chorus is not a pop chorus or a repeating phrase. The chorus is actually like a summary of the story. Uh, so I think uh, I don't know which one they came to, but it was probably the. Ah, we'll get to it when we get to Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, but. Uh, I have a theory about that, but yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, cool. it's just, uh, you know, there's different ways to do a chorus, but in Brave yeah. New World there is definitely the traditional pop way or the Iron Maiden way of just, you know, belting out the actual title very right. clearly uh, without too much mm. disturbance. There's not a lot going on, it's just there. That's about the only other flair, but yeah. it really works. And I'm, I'm trying to remember the solo section. Is it everyone hitting it, or is it just Dave? Uh, I think, isn't it? I mean, I know Yannick does a one. Because that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite Yannick uh, solos thing is the um, very Yannick solo. It has that again, that kind of futuristic driving. Yeah, that we addressed in the Assassin last time. Indeed, uh, and a good solo. And then obviously it's a Dave solo in it too. Maybe not a Smith, uh, and also that great three-part harmony. Yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think Adrian does one. No, but. But a really cool song. It's been featured live on more tours than just the Brave New World tour as well. They did it on the um, Death on the Road. No, Dance of Death World tour. Is Death on they the did it there. Uh, didn't Death they the do Road, it right? on... Uh, and then also on see. that kind of uh, uh, new era maiden tour. And maybe uh, also on Edward the Great. I think they did it on Edward the Great. Let me see, because I'm just check. I'll check the set list here. So, I mean, uh, I'll just do Stockholm. That's easier. They did, it, they did do it on the whole Final Frontier World Tour or just a pre-tour for that? It seems like it would fit with all those songs. That make that, would, that would definitely uh, that makes sense. Let's see. Uh, on the Final Frontier Tour, they did not do it. Yeah, it's not on Envivo, but they did, it, they did it on the pre-tour for that one. They had this kind of pre-tour with only new, or not only, but mainly new era stuff. Uh, yeah, they did. They did it. They did it in uh, the year before. That's the one. Yeah. All right. They got it there. And then let's see what else we got here. Haven't done it since, uh, but they did on Edward the Great and uh, obviously the Brain World Tour and Death on the Road as well. It's a really good version actually on uh, on Death on the Road on the on the album uh, from Dortmund. I think uh, Bruce makes really good use of the proximity effect with the mic. You know the dying swans. <laughs> really cool S sounds there. Yeah. Good version. Good version of a strong song. So two, two, two very solid songs. Yeah, and uh, nice to have them come together, kind of represent yeah. that this band is uh, by no stretch 
they are dinosaurs, I guess, but uh, not musically. You know, they still kind of they remain relevant somehow. Because even yeah. even like the new Priest album, uh, Judas Priest, uh, Firepower, it was good, but it didn't have the the urgency or the relevance that I find in both Book of Souls and Brave New World. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Kind of, you know, you liked it a lot for two weeks, and then uh, you didn't start hating it or anything. Firepower, that is, uh, but it kind of, you know. It kind of disappeared, and I went back to Defenders of the Faith again. You know, uh, whereas I mean, uh, I, I'll say for Firepower, I, I still, I still really like that album. I don't know if I'm going to still, you know, like it in 20 years, which right. has been the case for Book of Souls. Uh, uh, Book of Souls sorry, Book of Souls, uh, Baby in the World, rather. Uh, but I think that's the case for most things. You know, there's there's not a hell of a lot that I'm going to feel the same way about exactly. I mean. I mean, I, I guess sort of the the band in general, but I mean that that it's still just as amazing now listening to it now. And I think a lot of a lot of uh, you know that's that's a rare thing. I feel it is a rare thing, and I think it's again attributed to the stubbornness of this band. You know, Bruce should be quite stubborn, I think, but Steve is definitely one of the most stubborn people on earth. <laughs> you know, he's definitely. not he's not gonna give up. He said it himself. He'd rather wipe the streets. I think it's still the same mentality. Like, uh, I'm going to keep doing my thing here and uh, stick to your guns, as our friends say. Or, you know, it's just it's just what he does. And uh, it's sometimes challenging to a listener. And uh, I think in, in Book of Souls, if I should bring, bring in one complaint, is this yeah. unison singing and uh, guitar melody that is happening a lot on this album. And sometimes in this song, I, uh, I could have had less of the... Maybe have it what? only on guitar once, you know, or only on vocals once. Unison always felt a little bit lazy to me. Like, why do you put the same melody on two instruments? Yeah, I mean, I can I can get that. I mean, I think that maybe in this one, I think it kind of works. So there's other ones I think it doesn't work as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Strong point, because now I realize they do it in Brave New World too. Dying swans twisted wings and there i love they it do. so yeah i think you're right sometimes it's a good idea and sometimes it's just not as good of an idea it's there's yes. no there's no truth there's no faucet to this you know. for me these both go on the list oh yeah uh, that's that's kind of a given i think book of souls could be hard for a top 50 for me in the end but uh, again well, yeah, definitely. again i'd like to put it on there uh, either way and, and see what happens yeah. you know that's usually the case that's how it's going to be done but it's uh, uh i wouldn't say it's top three on the album for me so i think it's it's, it's going to be rough but uh, hey it has its place now for sure definitely yeah and brain world again one of my favorite tracks uh, that i'm probably going to fight for uh, when we do this uh I, I don't I, imagine you have to fight too much because I think I feel the same way about it. So. Oh, there we go. There we go. We don't even know how we're going to, if it's going to be only you and me when we curate this list or if it's any guest present could have a full vote as well. I think, I th I think we got to kind of do, um, I think when the time comes, we'll do a round table of all our guests. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I figured I wanted to do some kind of powerpoint-ish thing that you could use like a memory card board you know and you could pull the cards in and out so you could get an overview it should be possible or like a shared work, document yeah, on google docs or something so everyone can, can look at it and like uh, yeah i want to pull this one out and i want to put this one in and you get the overview we'll we'll figure it out i think also when the time comes we might be able just to do this face to face because yeah then we could print our own memory cards <laughs> print our own our own deck and uh, speaking of speaking of um 
I mean, you, you can you can edit this out if we don't end up doing it. But uh, at some point, probably after this, we're, we might do a a listener mail episode where you guys can you know we'll, we've gotten a few emails we haven't answered properly. I'd like to answer them. Yeah. Uh, here, so we because we we really appreciate them. Uh, but we'll get we'll, we'll more info on that later, I yeah. imagine. No, there's one uh, email that I wanted to reply to in this episode, but I also knew that we had a long episode ahead of us. And, um, so well, let's, let's save it for the... Yeah, and uh, yeah. I wanted to ask the, the, the author of the mail also if, if uh, he or she wants to be on, on the show. Actually, I don't know. But uh, I guess if you write into a podcast, you're fine having it read out. I don't know. I'm not so used to this listener mail type thing or how delicate it is. Well, maybe maybe we should, maybe we'll answer them both and say, "Hey, is it cool if we read your email on the pod?" Yeah, probably, probably. Let's let's do that first, and then we'll then we'll take it from there. And then anyone else can write in, and we'll answer all. It'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, and uh, also you listening right now, of course, uh, do write to us uh, because, as I've said before, we have a lot of energy in terms of discussing this band. Oh, yeah. uh, there's never there's no no you don't have to fear repetition either. You know, bring something up again. It's it's always a ni- new fine. angle to it, a new perspective, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, definitely reach out. Uh, doesn't matter. Like I said, you don't have to say something new and creative just to, you know, we, we, we're happy to get all, you know, all kinds of, you know, stories, whatever you, whatever, whatever you guys feel like saying. Yeah. We're interested. That's it. And so uh, again, I've been happy with the engagement so far. It's been yeah. um, uh, oh. above expectation for sure. And, uh, definitely so fun. There's so many people out there that know so much about this band. So it's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I still believe I know a lot about the band, but every time someone knows something that I don't, uh, it's a great thing. I think I do know a lot about the band, but depending which company I'm in, in, in normal company, pro- I, I'm probably an expert. In the company of a lot of our listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm a beginner. These guys, a lot of these guys know so much. Yeah. And girls, but you know, yeah. Yeah, which is fun. Which is fun. Uh, which is really fun. And oh, uh, yeah. So just so it's a uh, it's maiden AZ pod uh, on uh, gmail.com. Yep. Uh, I think it's it's the same. Mabel, Maiden Easy Pod is also on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Yeah, we're on Instagram. It's been go- it's been fun there as well. I'm I'm pumping out a lot of fun photos now. It's fairly lighthearted zone. I think it's a good way to just uh, relax, relax, and 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 bask in in maidenness. And we have our Maiden Easy Friends of the Beast as well. If you want to be in the, it's a private group, but it's open in a sense to anyone yeah, so listening. Just, just anyone go in listening there and... this far into an episode is welcome. <laughs> For sure. Definitely, yeah. Just it's fun, you know. The only, you know, we just it's, uh, yeah. It's just, so you're just getting started, I guess, over there. And there, you could also do things like uh, it wouldn't have to be uh, related to anything made in A to Z. You can send any cover up there, uh, anything you want, really. Which, as you said, is at least slightly related to our maiden. That's enough. Uh, so far, no one's obviously crossed that line where I'd say no, no, don't do that. But I mean, you know, not, generally speaking, it, it, but you know, if, if we're fine. If, most things so it's just a place to have fun and geek out about iron maiden so probably you know try to keep it on iron maiden but yeah you know we're it's yeah it, 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 and then obviously english is like uh, the company language at maiden a to z but there is this translation function you can write in spanish if you want you know <laughs> you can i think it, it should work out okay i don't know how good they are yet but i've used them a little bit and it's it kind of works you know so yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm just going to, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and guess if they're listening to this and able to understand this, they can probably write in English then. True, true, true. <laughs> but, uh, 
But anyway, I, I, I but guess you, all I'm but, saying is that it's open. It's pretty much free for yeah, all. Yeah, for everyone. Everyone, everyone, everyone's welcome. Yeah, really cool. Uh, nice to have a, an episode uh, as a duo again, I would say. Because uh, yeah. uh, you're well-raised, so you give a lot of room to our guests, which <laughs> is, is much appreciated. But then again, I want to hear your take on things too, right? So uh, Yeah, yeah. Maybe I also, but a lot of times it's been like, we, we just had so many interesting guests. Uh, yeah that I kind of just want to listen. I'm like, you know, how can you, like, like a guy like Don Svano, you, you just want to sit and just listen to him. Yeah. Uh, and like our listener said, uh, I think it was Paul, uh, one of our listeners said that uh, he doesn't need much prompting. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. He's, 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 he's yeah. That, that was a very, very easy conversation. Yeah. Very easy conversation. And yeah. Thanks to Don again. That was great fun actually. And uh, he also posted it on his page without any prompting. So he didn't need prompting yeah. for that either, which we're thankful of. And, yeah, he's a good guy. He's yeah. a good. He's a good guy. Yeah. Looking forward to more ep- the guest episodes. I think I have three yeah. or four uh, in the makings. You know, a brooding, and then I need also to uh, uh, find like positions in the alphabet. I think. I mean, it's okay if we derive, but it's also fun if we can try and stay on alphabet as much as possible. I think we. I think we can do that. I mean, I mean, like any like I have a few ideas for guests, and most of them are people who can just jump in almost any time. Um, yeah. So uh, next in line will be uh, Brighter Than a Thousand Suns and Bring a Road to the Slaughter, I do believe. Is next Those one. are the next songs? I think so. Oh, and, and, and Burning Ambition. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, th- I think I paired Burning Ambition with Can I Play With Madness in my oh. in my uh, plans. And then, oh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. And I think right. within those, uh, yeah, the, the guest episodes I have are for a little bit later, but definitely at least one in C and probably one in D. So, you know, uh, keeps coming. And if you want to be on the show, you can write us too. I, I almost don't think of Henrik as a guest. I just think of him as like a sort of a, th- a third, a th- sort of a, like 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 sort of like a third member, but like a distant, like like not like a uh, sort of like a, a cousin to the podcast rather yeah, than a exactly or or like a, he's like a, the, the the made an AZ fleet tail gunner. Yeah, there you go, there you go. That's what comes in as an extra extra resource and. I know that he he wouldn't like to have be forced to be on every episode either. So I think we found like a perfect no, no. spot there. Definitely, definitely. Which is cool. I'm looking forward to having him on again and uh, uh, looking forward to doing more Made in AZ in general. And I hope you are too, listeners. So until next time. Until next time, we're just going to say it. We don't have a catchphrase. We're using the old one and we're saying up the irons. <laughs>